This is the Karima Brancho coming to you live from the IEC Results Center in Tuane. And you are, of course, listening to 702. Now, we did say that we are going to do a roundup of some of our provinces because this election, of course, has been an election for national leaders, but also provincial governments. So let's kick off in the Western Cape, the one province that the African National Congress has not been able to take uh, in many, many years. It looks like the numbers indicate that it's a runaway victory for the Democratic Alliance. Uh, To take us through what's been happening, I'm now joined by Gay Davis, EWN political reporter in the Western Cape. Gay, good evening. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Karima. Good evening. Now, can you confirm for us that the DA is in pole position and looks set to, of course, uh, make a clean sweep again? Look, the DA is still in pole position, Karima, but the pictures changed slightly. As you know, these numbers are always very fluid as yes. more and more votes and districts come in. Um, and with about 85% of voting districts dealt with, the DA was on 55.3%, uh, which is still significantly below the 15, 59 uh, plus percent that they got in 2014, uh, and and the ANC was on 28.64%, also lower than what they got in 2014, which was 32.89. Mm. But subsequently, uh, the figures have shifted slightly, and the DA is currently sitting at about 52, just over 52%, mm. and the ANC has crept up and is sitting at 51.4%. So um, there are still a number of voting districts still to come in, but I'm not expecting to see any huge shift. Mm. Um, Obviously, it will depend on on, on some of the bigger municipalities. And if you look at a map of the Western Cape, you can see that uh, the Independent uh, Congress, uh, what is the Independent Independent Civic Organization of South Africa, ECOSA, which you'll remember was founded by the former Karoo District Municipality Manager, Prince, who was expelled by the ANC in 2006, um, his party uh, seems to be uh, uh, sort of holding holding its position in uh, Kanalant, which is Otsuan and the Karoo area. And I think that um, a lot of the a lot of the Western Cape map was uh, was very blue, but now yeah. we're seeing the ANC leading in areas like the Cedarburg and in the Witzenburg and in Langsburg area and also in Beaufort West. Yes. Um, but as I say, um, it ain't over until the fat lady sings and these numbers can and, and, and may well change. Absolutely. There are two parties I'm interested in uh, uh, to get a result on. The one is the ACDP and the other is, of course, the Good Party. Where does the ACDP sit at the moment? Because uh, the DA was always worried about um, the fact that it's mishandling of the Patricia DeLille thing, um, the ANC's ramped up campaign, particularly in Muslim communities around the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict and so on, could eat into the majority. And the ACDP is, of course, uh, given the DA the assurance that it will be a reliable ally if it is needed in a coalition. So how well has the ACDP done? Are they a factor? Well, at the moment, they're on just over 2%. Uh, that's about 45,300 uh, votes. Uh, Patricia DeLille's good party is just over, is nearly 4% now. 
Um, and I think that um, the Freedom Front Plus, which is turning into a surprise nationally in terms of the vote share that they've taken, um, clearly uh, the DA's uh, campaigning in the last three weeks before the elections, uh, which was an, essentially a negative campaign, which was a fear-mongering campaign and urging voters to come out and vote for them to prevent an ESF-ANC coalition mm. in the province, seems to have worked and have taken uh, people who may well have gone for the FS Plus uh, to have taken them back into the, the DA's fold, as it were. So I do think that the ACDP uh, would be useful if it does come to uh, a crunch for the DA. But I think on 52, I think they're likely, that number is likely to change. It's possible that it's going to go up. But as mm. I say, um, I think there are going to be some serious conversations within the party because it's not going to reach, I don't think, it's possible for them to get anywhere near that 59-plus percentage that yes. they got in 2014. Absolutely. Now, of course, uh, the big issue around the Freedom Front is that uh, what you're saying uh, in the Western Cape is that the DA has managed to retain its conservative white suburban base. But if we look at the growth of the, the, the Freedom Front Plus in other areas, the DA's leadership under Musi Maimani, it's reaching out to black townships, have alienated uh, its uh, conservative uh, white vote that it consolidated under the leaderships of both Tony Leon and uh, Helen Ziller. Um, so it seems as if the the trend has been bucked in the Western Cape insofar as the Freedom Front Plus is concerned. I would say so, yes, because I think that what we're seeing nationally, the story of this election seems to be um, people, you've got the, the two big parties both if you like, bleeding support to the right and to the left. So the ANC to the EFF on its left and the DA to uh, the Freedom Front Plus on its right, um, mm -hmm. which is an interesting dynamic, um, and I think might be might be the overarching story of the national elections. Mm -hmm. um, Tell me, I know that. Yeah, where is the EFF sitting at the moment in the Western Cape? The EFF is currently sitting at. Uh, I'm trying to peer at the board, and I have to go closer to it. So if you just give me. Don't worry, I have the same problem, Gay. I literally have to go right up to the board to be able to see it the numbers. It doesn't help that the board is actually out of focus as well. But they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not doing, they're not doing as well as they as they hoped. I did speak yes. to uh, one of their Western Cape representatives earlier this evening, and yeah. he said that the main thing that they were battling with was apathy, um, mm. just trying to get younger people, their main constituency, enthusiastic and fired up and willing to actually go out and vote. They really struggled with that. They've got about uh, 1,000, let's see here, so it's about... It's about about 67,000, just over 67,000 votes. So it's about around about 3 point something percent, yeah. about 3 point. I mean, turnout was always going to be a big issue, and the parties that have the machines to bring people out are the parties that actually eventually win the day. Gay, thank you very much for that comprehensive breakdown of the situation in uh, the Western Cape. Of course, um, I must just remind our listeners, 702 Landers, the picture is changing all the time. Time as, of 
course, the uh, counting intensifies, but you will note uh, that 85% of uh, the uh, counting stations have been counted in the Western Cape. Um, so the DA effectively having to, change, to chase its own record of 59%, and they're not uh, close to that as yet, and that might uh, make them vulnerable to uh, having to work with some of the smaller parties. Gay Davis, thank you very much for your time. Your vote is being counted. Keep listening to 702 to find out how it can transform your country. It's just gone um, 16 minutes, in fact, to uh, 9 o'clock. This is the Kariba Brown Show coming to you live from the IEC Results Center in Tswani. You are listening to 702. We're off to KwaZulu-Natal now, where our reporter Ntakwana uh, Ngatana is standing by. And, of course, we've had some drama in KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, Ntakwana, good evening. Welcome to the program. We've seen some arrests of people uh, in KwaZulu-Natal. Um, there was some confusion about the uh, numbers of people that have been arrested. Some people said five, others said 20. Uh, give me the final tally that you have on how many people have been arrested so far and what were they arrested for exactly? Well, Karima, you remember that yesterday we spoke about people who were arrested for protests. Now, yes. today we have people who were arrested for voting multiple times. Now, we don't know whether yeah. it's twice or three times. But these people are 20. Now, 17 were arrested in Danhauser, two were arrested in Susue, and one was arrested in Port Ketchum. What essentially happened is that these people went into a voting station. Of course, you remember that you have to present your ID. And yes. then they went and removed the ink. Yeah. And then went and presented the same ID to vote at another voting station. Now, when the IEC officials started hearing issues about people voting multiple times, they started comparing their data. And then yes. they found that they had one ID that was identified in multiple voting stations. So, so the system actually worked. In Taquana, the system actually worked. The IEC was able to... Once it picked up that it was a problem, it was actually able to triangulate information uh, and find the culprit. Absolutely, Karima. So they did report to the police, and then these people were then arrested. Obviously, we don't know if they're the only ones, but yes. um, as you've heard from IEC in Pretoria, an audit will now be conducted to establish if this happened more than what we are now seeing. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that, of course, um, uh, different political party members are involved in double voting. We've heard uh, EFF members are involved, uh, ANC members are involved. Can you give us a breakdown of which parties uh, supporters have been found uh, or were arrested on charges of double voting? Well, at this point in time, we really don't know which parties they belong to because all the IEC and the police could tell us at this point in time is that, of course, they are suspects and the criminal procedure system applies, so we do not even know their, identi- uh, their identities at this point in time. And, of course, the most important thing for Riva to remember is that while we may want to then want this process to translate to what happens to the vote, it's going to be very difficult for the IEC to even know who these people voted for because of mm. the secret ballot. So at the end of the day, the IEC, the main question is, what do you then do? And they say, at this point in time, there's nothing we can do with the votes. We'll have to count them as they are. And of course, you know, uh, 
the political parties are not happy about that because they're saying, well, uh, that could alter the result and we don't know which way it will alter the result to. Mm-hmm. But of course, this is going to go to court. So um, that is the process. And the court will, of course, make a pronouncement on how to deal with these issues. Uh, just quickly give me a breakdown on how far counting is, how many stations have uh, been counted so far, and who is sitting in the lead. At this, mo- at this point in time, we have, you remember that we have 4,885 voting stations in KwaZulu Natal. 2,326 or 47.6% have now been counted. The ANC is sitting in the lead with 54% of the vote, followed by the ISP, and that is a change because remember that the DA yes. won the official opposition in Guadalupe mm. in 2014. So mm. now the IFP is sitting there, but of course we have to be mindful because... When well, what is the IFP's percentage in Takwana? The, 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 the IFP percentage is 18.9% at the moment. The mm-hmm. DA is sitting at 12%. The ESS is at 9%. They have increased their share at this point in time from 1%, uh, 1.8% in 2014, and now they're sitting at 8.9%. Mm-hmm. And the NSP has fallen down and from that position, from that fourth position in the province. And at this point, they're at only 1%. So those are the top five parties in KwaZulu-Natal at the moment, Karina. Now, given the fact that 46% of the voting stations have been counted, um, where are the rest of the stations based? And will it reinforce the pattern that we're seeing now, or will we see drastic changes? I think we're going to see a change because um, the Etapuini municipality, you remember yesterday when I spoke to you, I said I was at yes. City Hall, and it is one of the biggest. Um, in terms of population. Now, Etequina... Yes, you were talking about snaking queues. Exactly. It it accounts for a third of the voter population in KwaZulu-Natal. It has not been uh, accounted for yet. So it might bring a huge difference. Again, remember that we're talking about... And and who will that that likely advantage? Will that advantage the ANC? Will it advantage the IFP, the DA, the EFF? Who will become stronger once Etequini is counted? Etequini accounts for a younger population, your university uh, going students. These are EFF supporters, mainly Karima. But also remember that we're talking about the urban vote. And we saw Musi Maimani, DA leader, going to, uh, uh, to KwaZulu-Natal and making that last-minute push in Etequini. So again, we're talking about the DA. So those two parties might gain the most in terms of the vote. Also, we've seen the, the ANC uh, getting battered in terms of the relationship between the workers and the municipality in Etekuni. So that could also affect the vote in the municipality. So those dynamics come into play. But of course, we'll, we'll only know when the final result is out. Absolutely. It's not over until the fat lady sings. Thank you so very much to EWN reporter uh, Ntakwana Ngatana. Uh, she is, of course, bringing us the latest results and saying that Itaquini is going to be a game changer. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to come to the powerhouse, the economic powerhouse of the province, Gauteng, and Ray White will be breaking it down for us. See Results Operations Center in Swane. 
It's just gone, um, what, five minutes before uh, the hour. I'm now joined by Ray White, who's breaking down the numbers for us in Houting. Ray, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Who's sitting in pole position in Houting at the moment? Well, a pole position, that's a very good question because the ANC have got so just over 51% of the vote versus the DA, 26.96%. So it was always going to be the big battle for the Democratic Alliance. They said, you know, support us, we'll dethrone the ANC. The EFF, they got 14.27%. You put the, the EFF and the DA together, it doesn't match the ANC. So you're asking yourself the question, where do we sit? How many voting uh, sections still have to come in? Okay, so 1,391 of 2,771. We do have a little bit to go, but there is a clear picture emerging here. So if the picture that is emerging is clear, are you suggesting that, uh, unlike the pollsters predicted, Houting Provincial Government will not be a coalition government, it will be an outright ANC government? Certainly is looking that way. And it's quite interesting, the IEC results computer, if you go over the Swanee Metro, it's sort of, you can see a split between the DA and the ANC. You go down to Ekuruleni, it's more ANC than it is DA. You go down to a little bit south to the Rand West City, or sort of Western, and the EFF has emerged there as well. So it's sort of a deadlock in all these areas, but the ANC has emerged. The only difference is as you go north, there's a lot of white area on the map, and that represents areas, rural areas that haven't been counted yet. That's the big unknown. Could swing either way. Okay, we will of course uh, wait to see if the ANC is going to retain its uh, position of not having to form coalitions. They were quite emphatic about the fact that they will in fact rather prefer the opposition benches uh, to going to uh, into coalitions because their research have found that people don't actually like coalitions. Ray White, thank you so very much for the latest update from the Houting Economic Powerhouse.